Hey guys, I wanted to take the time to welcome you guys to the first episode of the Kyle Lang Real Estate Show. Uh, this is something that I've been wanting to do for a little while now. Um, I'm always big on providing content and different information for friends, family, current clients, past clients, whatever I can do to help make your real estate transactions smoother and easier is what I always want to do. So that's why I started my podcast. We're locked down right now during uh, COVID-19. Real estate industry in the state of Michigan has been deemed non-essential, so I can't do a lot of face-to-face meetings with clients and stuff. So I figured what would be a better time than to get started on this, something I've been procrastinating on for a little while now, and I figured let's let's get going with it. So uh, a lot of people, you know, they have podcasts, different topics, whether it's their line of work, passions, sports, things that they're interested in, stuff like that. Uh, real estate's a huge passion of mine. It's something that I really enjoy talking about, sharing information about. So I figured uh, this would be a a good platform to get out and talk to uh, talk to a lot of people. So I um, just want to kind of run you guys through kind of my plans for the show, what I want to do with this, and uh, how I'm going to be able to provide you guys some really good information through the process. First things, why am I doing this? Um, I've o- I'm always really big on keeping up, keeping in front of you guys, sharing current market information, things like that, that are going on. But this way too, I can be a little more blunt with what I'm going to be doing and talk to you guys more on a real person-to-person level versus client to, cl- you know, um, client to agent and vice versa. There's a lot of stuff that we do that we have to remain politi- politically correct with through the real estate transaction. This way here, I'm just going to talk with you guys open, honestly, exactly how I feel about how things are working and uh, what, what my opinion is on those things. So I hope you guys uh, appreciate that information as well. A little bit of a bio about myself. Um, I am uh, an agent based out of Northville, Michigan. I work for Remax Dream Properties. been with them since the start of my career. and It's actually going to be uh, four years tomorrow, April 1st, will be the uh, four-year anniversary of me starting in the real estate industry. Um, my background is I started off in the car business, actually, um, and it was one of those jobs where I enjoyed it. I was making pretty good money. Um, but I really just got sick of sitting in front of the computer screen all day, every day, and uh, waiting for something to come and decided, you know what, I wanted to try something different. I did not go to college. I knew I was going to do something with sales, and real estate really seemed like a natural transition for me. Um, my wife and I, we had just bought our second home. Um, it was actually a new construction, so we had gone through that whole process together, and uh, I decided, you know what, I think I want to make a change. I ended up reaching out to my real estate agent that we use, Miss Laura Chandler, who still works at Three Max Dream Properties, uh, alongside of me now, and uh, awesome lady, reached out to her and said, "Hey, Laura, you know I'm thinking about making a career change. I'd really like to get into real estate. Um, do you think your office would be a good fit for me? Do you think that they would have room?" And Laura told me, you know, she was open with me. She said, "I th- I think you'd be great at it. I th- I think it's something that you uh, that you should really try. I do want to be honest." Working for Remax, there can be um, more fees up front than maybe some other brokerages that you uh, that you work with. But I do think my broker would be interested in talking with you. Um, Remax is traditionally known for you know established agents, top producers. But the way I looked at it was, if I'm going to go and work at a company where there's going to be established people that could help me get up and get running, that's what I want to do. So I went in that with. Uh, Miss Lisa Hall. It was I want to say sometime in February. I uh, was when I was getting my license, and 
sat down and talked with her. We just connected really well right off the bat. She said she thought I would be a great fit. So I went through, did my uh, did my licensing at uh, Michigan Institute of Real Estate, passed my exam, first time, not a big deal, and was really, uh, really fortunate to hit the ground running and start working. Um, I did it part-time basically for the first about eight months. So from April 1, 2016 through the end of 2016, I was doing that along with uh, working the job at the car dealership still. And then uh, the first year we did it, um, did about 14 transactions, 1.9 million in sales between that April 1st and December 31st. And I said, all right, I think I'm ready um, to do this full time. Was a little bit of a jump just because my uh, wife was expecting our daughter, Madeline. I'm sure you guys will hear me talk about her a lot um, on the show. She was expecting uh, Madeline, so to go from a job where I did have, you know, a little bit of a base salary, and I I knew money was me coming in every month, to switching over to real estate, and you're one hundred percent commission based. Whatever you put out there is what you're gonna bring home. Um, was a little nervous, but I wanted to bet on myself, and I had all the confidence in the world in myself that it was gonna work out for me. So uh, that's what we did. We uh, started. Um, started the process of doing this full-time um year two was pretty good i think we did 36 transactions in year two uh, about five and a half million in production learned a lot that first year full-time um year three um that was the first year that i was actually top producer in my office so that would have been 2018 year three we did about 8.2 million uh 54 transactions uh, my goal for that year was I wanted to close one deal a week. I had been to uh, an event um, when I first started in real estate, and uh, he was actually a guy that was selling life insurance, but he talked about how his family had worked in the real estate industry. His parents um, were both realtors when he was growing up, and they had sold one house a week for, I think he said, like 30 years straight or something. They were you know pretty pretty decent producers, and I thought to myself, wow, that would be really cool. So my goal for that year three was I wanted to close one deal a year. So doing, or a week, I'm sorry. So uh, we did 54 transactions. So we were able to meet that. Um, and then last year, 2019, I didn't really have a production goal, but I did want to do, um, 65 units and I ended up finishing with 66. So barely, barely beat that goal. And it actually, I had to do it, um, like the last week of the year. Usually you don't like to work too much um, during the holidays, but we had to lock that down to get it done. Got that done. Did about $9 million in production. After uh, after that, what would be the f- my fourth year in the business? And now uh, goal for this year, not really too worried about the units, but I would like to try to get to that $10 million mark in production. I think that would be a pretty cool uh, pretty cool accomplishment for my business. Um, a lot of that does come from... The support I do get from friends, family members, um, your continued referrals and support of my business is a huge, uh, a hu- huge uh, bonus to me. I really appreciate it. Um, I know my family really appreciates it as well. I'm most people that I love. I I love working through a transaction, and I don't I don't mind. Last year I sold a house for I think the most expensive we did last year was five seventy. Least expensive was thirty thousand dollars. I really don't have a price point that I like to work in. I help everybody. I just like to help people, and that's that's kind of my goal. Help as many people as I can through real estate transactions, help you guys build wealth, help you learn about gaining equity in your home to be able to set yourself up for success in the future. Um, I'll say 
myself when we bought our first house um it was coming right out of the crash um we bought it in the fall of 2013 and i really enjoyed uh seeing that kind of wealth grow we actually had the house for about 14 months we sold it for a thirty thousand dollar profit which was pretty cool um but a lot of people especially first-time buyers they're super nervous about buying that first house they don't want to be house poor and i'm gonna be honest I never had more money in my bank account steadily than I did after I bought my first house. That's when you really start to mature as a person financially. You're saving your money. You're conscious of what you're doing. And I, we, we were never house poor. You know, we went from both living with our parents, not paying any rent, to $175,000 house. I think our first mortgage payment was just under 1100 bucks a month on top of all our utilities and stuff. So to go from zero to all these bills for in a household um, and to stay above water. Um, I was really proud of us for that, but I've found a lot of my clients it's the same way. You know, you mature physically, financially, uh, emotionally, and it's just something that, that really helps you become a better person. So uh, that's kind of my, my background. Uh, my goal here is to help you guys through your real estate transactions, um, be able to show I, I can handle any situation for you guys, help work you through the process, whether you're, buying a house, selling a house. Maybe you have a house that you inherited. I'm helping a few people right now that they're taking jobs out of state. So they need to sell the house here. What do they need to do, need to, do to get ready to work in that, um, you know, to, to buy a house wherever they're moving to. Um, I've handled all types of real estate transactions you can imagine. Um, and just doing so in, you know, under, under five years, it's crazy. Um, the stories that I've come up with, I also plan to get other people in the industry, whether it be inspectors, appraisers, loan officers, title companies, other agents. I'm going to have them on the show as well. We're going to share stories, talk about how the real estate market's moving right now, how things have worked in the past, what we predict those things to do in the future. Um, I think those are going to be some really cool topics that you guys are going to appreciate as well. Even if you're not in the market for you know, buying, selling, whatever. It's always nice to stay on top of this stuff. I didn't realize until I got in the industry how often people really do track the real estate market. Um, people are constantly looking at Zillow. They want to see what uh, what houses are selling for in their area, what houses are selling for in an area maybe they'd like to move to eventually. So these are all things that I'm going to talk about with you guys, keep you up to date on, so you don't have to worry about going and looking for the information from a third-party source. You can get it right from me, and then you always have the freedom to reach out to me directly too. Text, call. During this whole COVID-19 pandemic, it's been awesome. I've had, I want to say in this first week, probably three or four past clients that have reached out to me. So I just wanted to check in and see how I was doing, which I thought was really awesome. But other people, they had questions about What's this going to do to affect the home value of my house? Should I refinance right now? I'm going to move in a year. Things like that. Um, those are great conversations that I love to have with you guys. Um, it really is an honor and a privilege to me that you think of me as soon as you think of the term real estate and you want to reach out to me with any questions you have. And I'm always um, always happy to answer all those questions as well. So that's kind of the, my future plan for the podcast. Um, hopefully it'll continue to grow. Obviously this is the first episode and I'll be lucky if my mom even listens to it, but I want to keep continuing to pump out content. I haven't decided if this is going to be a once a week, twice a week type thing. I'm really going to kind of let the audience kind of dictate how often we need to do that and how often we need to share information with you guys. Um, but I want to make this a little bit of entertainment for you guys as well. So uh, you do continue to come in and, and check in each week um, with 
with me and listen to what's going on. And even if it's not every week, share it to other people that you might know just to keep things, uh, keep things fresh and keep things going. Um, one of the topics or one of the, like, the kind of segments I'm going to do in each show, I think you guys are gonna, really going to have a lot of fun with. Um, I know I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to call it my WTF real estate moment. So it's going to be stuff that happens in real estate transactions. And every real estate transaction is different, right? They all, they're like snowflakes or like fingerprints. Everything's going to have a different hurdle, something different you're going to have to deal with. But there's some moments that happen, whether it's clients, um, agents, lenders, title companies, it's just going to make you think like, what what the hell is going on here? How did anyone think this was okay? Think this was a good idea? What's going on? So I'm going to go back through my past transactions to uh, to check into these things. And then also, um, you know, I'll, I'll listen for other stories, talk with other agents, maybe steal some of their stories as well. Just things to keep you guys engaged to let you guys know you know, there's some crazy stuff that go down in real estate transactions that are usually out of your agent's control altogether. Or sometimes it could be the agent or another agent that's creating the issue and creating the problem. So um, I'm going to talk about those right now. Actually, the first one I've got, um, my very first uh, listing I ever had um, were some good friends of mine um, that were selling their house in Canton. Um, Canton, Michigan, actually the city that I grew up in, if you're uh, not too familiar with the area. But uh, anyway, they asked me, come list their house. It's a cute little ranch, finished basement. Um, it was like June of 2016 is when I took the listing. Um, we ended up closing. I'm looking at my records right here. Uh, July 28th, 2016 was, uh, was when we ended up closing on the transaction. But uh, cute ranch, stuff like that was moving really really quickly i thought oh my god like this house we're gonna put a sign in the yard it's gonna sell in a day well didn't work out that great um i think i listed it on a thursday or a friday we didn't end up getting any offers until about that following week so it was eight days later i mean not a crazy time on the market but when you expect a ranch to sell really quickly because all ranches here in michigan they always sell if they're in good shape they sell like hotcakes this house was in really nice shape the only thing this was missing was like an actual physical dining space. Um, people that were living there before, it was a young couple and they just had one daughter and they had like a breakfast bar in their kitchen. And with the husband and wife's work schedules, they were very rarely home to eat a meal together anyway. So they always ate at the breakfast bar and it wasn't a big concern for them. But there was a lot of people that were, you know, saying, we're up at my kitchen table. I don't have room for it. Anyway. I ended up hosting an open house. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. So I host an open house. Um, we listed it on Thursday. My open house was on Saturday. So host the open house. Really good traffic. Some friends stop in. Obviously, they're all excited for me. It's my first open house. Whatever, whatever. Um, guy walks in, too. Um, he was from Nigeria. Spoke pretty good English, though. Um, and he's like, man, I love this place. He's like, I'm working with an agent right now. Um, but she's she's on vacation. Um, can you let me know if you get any offers? I said, yep, no problem. Def, definitely will do that. So don't hear anything from the guy for about a week. Um, that following week, I get a showing request for Friday night. People come in. They look at it. Friday morning, I've got an offer in my inbox. Or I'm sorry, Saturday morning, offer in my inbox. It was from the guy. I was like, oh, awesome. This is the guy that's still at the open house. He must have seen it for a second time. Agent saw it. This is great. So agent sends over the uh, the offer. We review it. It was like 1500 bucks below less price. 
um, sellers were like, yeah, like they needed to move, obviously. Yes, we'll, you know, we'll take it. Let's do it. So we go through, we do the inspection. Now, mind you guys, this was my first ever listing that I had had. Um, I had closed two other transactions previously. The first one was a lease rental. It's the only lease I've ever done. Thank God. Um, and it was, a super easy, smooth transaction. Lady was moving here from, I want to say Kansas city job was transferring her here and she had to find a rental place. So that was super easy. Second transaction was for some buyers. They were buying a house in Dearborn Heights. Property was being sold as is. Didn't really need to worry about it. So my first listing, they go in, they do the inspection. The next day I get a laundry list of items that they want to fix. And me, not knowing any better, I'm thinking to myself, like, shit, my seller's got to take care of all these things. He was a buddy of mine, so I told him, hey, man, like, you got to do this, you got to do that, whatever, whatever. Not knowing down the road. Sellers have the power to say, no, I'm not doing that, or I'll do this, but I'm not going to do that. All these kinds of things. So put my buddy to work. Super sorry that happened. I was young, naive. That'll never happen again. Anyway, he goes through. He does a bunch of work during the uh doing updates but he did it all himself he was a pretty handy guy so anyway the buyer's agent she calls me and she says hey are all the repairs done now mind you they did not specify they wanted any sort of licensed contractor to do these work and it was nothing major either it was like laying uh like laying dirt where this pool used to be because it was like you know was unsafe changing out a couple uh outlets to make them gfi protected things like that so she says, hey, are the repairs done? I said, yep, got everything taken care of. She said, okay, well, can you send me the invoice from the contractor? And I said, there, there was no contractor that did the work. The, the homeowner did it all himself. And this lady freaked out on me. Luckily, I've never had to work with this woman again, and I never will. If this lady were ever to show one of my listings, I would just tell her, nope, like, you're, you're, not, you're not allowed in this house right now. You're just a freaking psychopath. So anyway, the... Uh, Listing agent starts freaking out on me, and I call the buyer. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. The buyer's agent starts freaking out on me. I call my seller, explain to him what's going on, and he's at the point where he's like, "Dude, honestly, I don't even care if these people buy the house anymore. If this like they're they've been so terrible to deal with, like let them back out. That that's fine. But me, like first transaction, don't want to let the emotion get in the way of it for myself or for my seller. I'm doing what I can to keep it together." So actually, their lender picks up the phone and he calls me um, and he says, hey, I understand uh, the, the seller uh, doesn't want to doesn't want to close. And I was like, what are you talking about? The seller doesn't want to close. Yeah, well, the buyer's agent just called me and said that the uh, the seller, the seller's refusing to do the repairs and doesn't want to close. I said, no, the seller's done all the repairs. Um, the listing agent just upset that they weren't done by a licensed contractor. And he's like, oh, my God. So anyway, apparently, I didn't know this whole time, the buyer's agent was a terrible person to deal with for the lender as well. So the lender says, let me reach out to the buyer really quick. He calls the buyer. The buyer still wants the house. Buyer does not care at all about any of the repairs. He's He just wants to move in. He he loves the house. So agent call, or the lender calls him back and says, hey, this uh, buyer's still very much interested. I think stuff's getting misconstrued from uh, from his agent. Do you mind if we just work together and lockstep on this and we'll just to get this deal closed? I said, absolutely not. No problem at all. We didn't talk to the buyer's agent at all the rest of the transaction. We didn't even invite her to the closing. We just scheduled the closing, did it, locked it down, sent her her docs. Then she called the buyer later, bad-mouthing me 
to the buyer and the buyer straight up told her, hey, if it wasn't for Kyle, I wouldn't even have my house right now. You've been nothing but been a pain in the ass in the transaction the entire time. Um, and like the, you don't need to call Kyle. You don't need to do anything. I'm happy with how the transaction ended up finishing up. Just please like l- let this rest. So I want to share that story, one, because that was like my first what the fuck moment in real estate. But two, that's a situation where Guys, like not all agents are created equally and there's a lot of agents that they get in their own way and they're going to get in their client's way during a transaction as well. So wanted to share that information with you guys. Um, I'm going to have plenty more stories for you. That was kind of a long one. Not definitely not my craziest one, but a longer story for us. Um, and if you listen to this, you'd like me to share a story that you maybe know too, feel free to reach out, give me a call, shoot me a text, whatever works best for you. Um, I do want to wrap up the first episode. It looks like we've been going here for about, hold on, let me get logged back in, about 20 minutes. I'm expecting to keep each, uh, each one of these shows, you know, 20, 30 minutes. If I have a guest, I might go a little bit longer. So hope you guys enjoy this. Um, I'll definitely uh, put something together maybe towards the end of this week, early next week. And uh, hope you guys have a great week. Everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk with you soon.